0: Uh, even though we're still talking about politics, we're still going to play some Italian music. Because I just got back from Italy. Uh, Ease you yesterday. back in. Yes. Trans- I, the funny thing when you when I was sitting upstairs before before you got into the uh, the meeting. Yeah. I was playing Italian music in the background just to kind of settle myself.
1: Stay with the happy
0: vibe. We we prefer a happy Steve, don't we, Dan? Absolutely. Welcome back, Steve. And welcome. <laughs> good to be back. Um, all right. So. What did I miss, Dan Schaefer? I know there's a lot of swirling stories. Abortion got a few mentions on my on my uh, Twitter account I saw over the, over the weekend. Uh, we have the stadium thing, the proposal now, with some interesting pieces of that. And then the potential for another gavel in, gavel out. Where would you like to begin?
2: Uh, let's let's start with the child care special session. And, and it, like you said, as you were gone, it was kind of a news avalanche. So I'm sure you're a little bit discombobulated. need to recombobulate oh, here. Well
0: done, sir. Well, <laughs> well done.
2: Recombobulation
0: area, right? Yes.
2: That's right. You can. I found us at the area dot news. We got our own domain now, so check it out. Check it out there. Um, but yeah, I, I wanna I wanna see if we could talk a little bit about tomorrow's special session. Uh, Gov- the governor evers called this special session not just on child care but on workforce challenges uh, across the state so so child care uh, proposing to create a paid family and medical leave program uh, some other you know proposals for higher education for training workforce in healthcare and education industries but child care is really kind of the headline of this, you know, earlier this year, there has been a real partisan battle uh, about funding child care. Governor Evers proposed the continuation uh, of funding for the child care accounts program, about three hundred and forty million dollars to be paid out of the state surplus. Republicans voted that out of the budget in a vote held at two thirty in the morning in the budget committee. Uh, so Governor Evers calling them back into session to say, hey, let us it's time to finish our work on this and you know as a as a parent of young children and as somebody who uh you know talks to a lot of working families child care is such a big issue in this state you know costs are are very expensive uh in many cases it can be more than your mortgage or rent payment, more than college tuition uh and and i think you know it, addressing this issue by extending the child care accounts funding uh, would make such a huge impact on working families across the state of Wisconsin.
0: So let me take the other side of this. And, and, and some of these, and I've already seen a few texts come across, the argument is, just like student loans, not my obligation. So some people might say, on the other side, conservative side, your child care is not my obligation to pay for it. And mm-hmm. I'll use my own example. When I paid for my kids' child care, we paid for it, and I didn't mm-hmm. get any government help for it. How do, how do Democrats, how, how do liberal members of that that
2: organization, that party, how do they address that question? Well, I think you have to look at it as a long-term investment in our children and in their future. I think it, so much of early child development is, you know, formed in those those first three years. And I think, you know, we invest in we invest in kids through K-12 education. We, we make all sorts of investment. We don't really do that much in this country from birth to three years. You know, you look at how um, the American even fe- even federal not just state by state in Wisconsin Wisconsin has a zero line item budget on for child care it's it's basically all we do is kind of pass through the federal funding that that is made available to each individual state but we don't really make these investments in child care and i think as you know you have more households where both parents are in the workforce this is becoming more and more of a need and so you know, it, it, this, this doesn't mean that your child care is necessarily getting paid for. What this Child Care Counts program has done is stabilize an industry in decline. It has been about 15 years of declining numbers of child care providers in the state. Uh, this has evened that out, stopped that decline, raised wages for child care providers on an average of about $10.60 an hour to close to $13 an hour. So, you know, a pretty significant increase for a relatively low paying job. And it has kept rates under control for parents. And I think the risk is if we don't fund this, it's, it's going to fall off a cliff. And there are projections that saying up to 50% of childcare providers across the state could close.
0: What do we expect to happen? Dan Schaefer, our guest in studio here at WTMG? Now, what do we expect to happen in this special session?
2: I think we, uh, the ex- expectation for this special session is the expectation for almost every special session Called by Governor Evers uh, in this era of divided government, which is the gavel in, gavel out approach, which I think, you know, it, Robin Voss and, and Wisconsin Republicans started this in 2019 when when Governor Evers first called a special session on gun violence prevention. And it has happened, I believe, about a dozen times uh, since then. I think only once has it actually produced a signed bill. I believe that was on unemployment insurance kind of in the um, uh, post-election uh, in 2020. uh but I really think that this is just an awful approach to governing, the refusal to even have the conversation uh, about these many challenges. You know, you, you, you have these, uh, you know, they, people always say, oh, we want to come together to find results. Well, this is an opportunity to do that. And even if you disagree, even if, like you said, you want to take the conservative approach, you don't want to you, increase spending at all. Make that case. Make that case. Make the argument. It's Have the absence debate. of the argument,
0: essentially, right. what's happening. You're just saying, no, we're not doing this. And, it, and, it, and I, in some ways, we've had this great spirit of, of sort of bipartisanship Wisconsin style on things like you know, shared revenue and other in other areas. Mm-hmm. And this these special sessions, these gavel and gavel outs, just put a hammer down on any kind of meaningful conversation about really important things,
1: including child care. Because I don't care which party does it. It's not moving forward, and this is one of those, you're insulting the voters. We've elected you to lead and figure these things out for our benefit. And when you just kind of go, I'm taking my toys and going home. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do do we take roll? Okay, I'm here. Now we're leaving. Like that's You wouldn't walk into your job and go, "Mm, not today. I don't want to do that project and then expect that that would be okay. It's not working for your constituency. That's the biggest
0: biggest application, right? Because people, they get into office and they forget about all the people who don't politically align with them. And they just ignore what they say about any of these issues. It's just what my party says, what we say, not what they say. And then important stuff like this, like other big issues in Wisconsin, we tend to wrangle about these things, and not find solutions. And that's the biggest thing. That's why I was so, was so proud of, the, of both sides on shared revenue. Mm-hmm. They listened to local leaders. They got passionate about this stuff, and they crafted something. It was difficult. We may, we'll get the stadium in a second. That may be another example of what we're talking about. Just we got to get this stuff done. This is a public stadium. we got to figure these things out. Dan Schaefer, our guest, the recombobulation area. Right? I get it right? I, was, I always want to say zone.
2: People do say zone is the recombobulation area. I I can tell you didn't fly through Milwaukee on your trip. (laughs) I
0: I did not. I went to Chicago. All right, Well, we'll continue the conversation with our great guest, Dan Schaefer, who joins us every Tuesday at 930. You're listening, of course, Sandy and Steve on WTMJ Now. All right, we are joined by Dan Schaefer, political columnist, the recombobulation area. End zone, if you want to call it that. Sometimes I no, do. No, it's the area. Get it, <laughs> I get know. the name right. I did get it right three He's times. He's not calling you Scott Scafidi, so at least get People it right. People used to call me Scott
1: Scafidi, actually.
0: <laughs> Sandy Max joining as well. WTMJ now. All right, so while I was gone, as Sandy said, lots of breaking news. The stadium proposal from the, the uh, GOP, Brewers committing to stay through 2050, $700 million of the package. All kinds of different revenue streams there: 411 million from state tax revenue and players' salaries, 202.5 million from Milwaukee, Milwaukee County, 100 million from the 100 million from the Brewers, which is good. Your general sense of that proposal and what what it might look like when they finally, hopefully, craft a deal on said proposal.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a You know, it's the beginning of the debate, right? It's, Governor Evers put out his proposal uh, for it in the state budget that was that was shot down. Uh, Robin Voss and Wisconsin Republicans come back uh, with their proposal yesterday. I think the biggest difference, obviously, between the two is the involvement of the local dollars. And obviously, with the $200 million from the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County, I forget exactly what the, if it's an even split between the two or, or, or what exactly it is. But I think, you know, you mentioned in the, in the last segment the, the shared revenue debate. You know, I think that's, a, that's very fresh in a lot of people's minds. And so uh, having that shared revenue debate and talking about, you know, we need this money to, to, so we don't fall off the fiscal cliff. And then a couple months later, asking for public dollars for the stadium, I think that's not going to necessarily sit well with some people. But at the same time, I think people want to get to some sort of a deal to keep the brewers here. And I and but but I think there are some. Some things on the local level that need to get worked out more than anything else.
0: The interesting thing I like about this debate or intrigued by is the fact that it's not just split evenly. There's Republicans who don't like it. There's Democrats who don't like it. Joseph Pecky is not a fan of public
2: funding for stadiums. So it's not that clean line, that clean break that we typically see. Exactly. And, you know, in in a past life at Milwaukee Magazine, I covered uh, the Bucks Arena debate, and you saw that the final vote on that. Was bipartisan. It was. You didn't. You know. You didn't always get all the the complete support from the Republicans uh, in their caucus at the time. A number of Milwaukee Democrats sided with them to to make that deal happen. And I think you know. I, I think we can learn a lot from that Bucks Arena deal because I think it was pretty successful. And I think one of the things from that Bucks Arena deal that is not really a part of this one is the aim for a larger transformation. Of the area around the arena. And I think the Bucks arena had that goal of, you know, let's let's build a deer district. Let's let's transform the area around. Let's really revitalize this part of Milwaukee that that needs a lot of help you know you don't really see that as part of the bucks or the brewers deal you know and i and others have talked about the possibility of a beer district of you know maybe developing some of the land like the komatsu site uh, across 175 there uh, you know maybe tearing down the stadium freeway as we've discussed before uh, i think there's a lot of potential over there for for greater development and i think that is so far the piece that's missing from this proposal
1: that potential is really curious to me because i have just <laughs> went to my first game at wrigley field since i jokingly call it Rickettsville, but it's now completely evolved in the past five years with hotels and nice restaurants and the cubs get revenue from all of that development and none of that was publicly funded now the rickets are an incredibly wealthy family but they're not apples and apples i get it but that potential to develop an area even if you took some of that parking space that's along the waterway there and created an entertainment, whether it's a district or one or two buildings, and then you could shuttle people back and forth to the stadium. That is revenue that the brewers would have, would would own, even if they did it as a joint partnership with another company or with the city and state, with county parks. I just feel like there's a lot of potential there for some creative revenue that isn't being discussed and is not on uh, on the radar for the Brewers right now.
2: And could generate property taxes in the exactly. long term for the city and, and as well. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Do you think those two examples are equitable? Are they the same thing? Because the I think people had an inkling that that's where Pfizer formed. That's where the bucks were going to go. We already have a American Family Field, the stadium there. We, we could take out that northern piece of
2: the freeway system.
0: Are they the same thing? Do we have the? Is it close enough to to downtown where you could make that happen? I don't
2: think, think it's it's not apples to apples for sure, but I think you you know you have to look at what these ballparks around the country are doing. You know, a lot of these places are building some sort of entertainment district uh, to generate long term revenue for for the city, and I think I think you know in spirit it's the same though. It's it's trying to you know invest make this investment in the Brewers that ripples out through the region. And I think that is the piece that I think is, is missing from this initial proposal.
0: And I didn't ask at the beginning, but where do you think this proposal, what does it look like at the end between both sides?
2: I think hopefully there's a lower local contribution. Uh, I think hopefully there's a little bit more contribution from the brewers. Um, more
0: than hundred million?
2: I, I think that, I think, you know, just percentage wise uh, uh, of this deal, you know, I think more private investment. Uh would, would go a long way to making this making this happen. Um, but there are a lot of details to figure out with this. The and, path. Yeah.
1: yeah, so the path is going to continue. Vince Vetrano in Wisconsin's Morning News was talking about, you know, going through the Assembly and then through the Senate. If there are changes in the Senate, back to the Assembly, and then it would have to go to Milwaukee City and Milwaukee County. And mm-hmm. then does the common council possibly get involved? So this doesn't sound there's like a, a lot fast of, track.
2: Here. Yeah, I've been trying to learn more about this too. There's a lot of process questions uh, that people want to have answered as this goes forward. Herding cats <laughs> yeah. related to the
0: stadium. We'll take a break. Uh, there's an interesting piece of this that I want to ask you about the the year round availability, perhaps, of American Family Field. I think that's got a lot of potential. Our guest, Dan Schaefer, the recombobulation area. Yes, sir. How do you, how do you, Folks, register, sign up.
2: You can find us at the recombobulationarea.news or recombobulationarea.substack.com. And
0: you want to be connected to the news. Obviously, from a left-leaning perspective, it is brilliant writing. What is it? 17 times Milwaukee Press Club award winner. He's He's got the news that you can use, at least what the liberals would say you can use. <laughs> and I even read it, so take that for what it's worth. It's
1: thought-provoking.
0: Worth. Yeah, it's, it is always interesting. All right, we'll take a break. So the last few minutes with Dan Schaefer, if you have a question you want to fire off at the text line, old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. That's coming up. <laughs> a few minutes before the top here, before we get to the news, Dan Schaefer of the recombobulation area, brilliant writing on politics in the state of Wisconsin and more. Uh, real quick, uh, one of the ideas I love in this proposal, and it's not unique to the Republicans or the GOP, is to make American Family Field that stadium a year round venue which can capture, I think, a lot of money.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's a really I think that's a really interesting part of this. If they if they're gonna make this something that is usable year round, you know, that you know, what I mean, I mean, this is a place that's only used what eighty times, eighty to ninety times a year. You know, it, it shuts games. down
0: for many, many months.
2: Right, and and I think you know, you want to have an investment that will have some more year-round activation. You know, you have long times of the year where those big parking lots, those twelve thousand, uh, those twelve thousand parking spaces, more parking spaces at American Family Field that there are in Disney World in Florida. Not an exaggeration. Uh, Maybe do something that will, will fill those parking lots and activate that space in a year-round way is, is a really interesting idea.
0: Yeah, and you think about that idea. So when we're talking about a district, per se, if you have, let's say, big mega concerts, what do people like to do after the concert? They want to go hang out more and drink. If they're, if they're flowing out of American Family Field east, or north, if there's no, if there's a way, easy way to get into that area that the freeway used to occupy. Why wouldn't that be a, a interesting way to kind of blow this idea up into really a tremendous expansion of entertainment
2: and obviously revenue in Milwaukee. I think it's got a lot of potential, lots of potential. But I think you know that's that's one of the things that they have to think about with this proposal, where it's it's an investment not just in the eighty nights a year that the brewers are playing, but an investment in a part of Milwaukee for 365 days a year. And I think that's where the, you know, Mayor Johnson has really come out in favor of having this, you know, quote unquote beer district. That's something that we wrote about the Recombobulation area last year, have, have touched on quite a bit. Um, and, and I think it's really interesting that the mayor is, is going out and, and saying that, you know, we don't want this necessarily to look the same in 2050 as it does now. I think there's, there's room for, you know, some evolution, some transformation, some greater investment to, to make a difference in these communities surrounding uh, the ballpark in ways that it's not now.
0: Always great to talk to you, Dan Schaefer,
2: the Re- Recombobulation Area. Brilliant writing. Quick uh, way for people to subscribe. Yeah, the RecombobulationArea.news, RecombobulationArea.substack.com. You can subscribe, help support a growing local independent publication for just five bucks a month. Not too bad. All right. We'll do it again next Tuesday. Regular guests.